Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 51 years ago while his kids were running around. The front porch, strange place. We all know this is a very strange place to start a business. It's simply because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. Did you know that we write hard-to-place homes? Whatever you consider a hard-to-place home, we can probably help you with it. Whether the home doesn't have updates, is in a protection class code 9 or 10, strange construction on the coast, the list goes on and on and on. We can certainly help with these types of homes. Check out our hard-to-place home webinar at toscano.com forward slash webinars. Today, we're talking with Personal Alliance underwriter Carrie Bush, and she's going to explain some of the things that she can help you with that come across your desk. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Today, we have special guests from the Toscano Agency. We've got our personal lines underwriter, Carrie Bush, with us today. And I'm really excited to talk to Carrie. I talk to Carrie almost every single day already, but I know she has so many more things to share that I don't even know about her. So through years of experience in this crazy insurance industry and excellent relationship building, if you've ever talked to Carrie, you know she is great with building relationships and talking through risks. She has changed roles here at the agency through the years. So we're going to learn a little bit more about Carrie today. Thanks so much for joining me. How yeah, are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hope you're doing Absolutely. good too. Oh, yes. It's Friday. I know this is always live on a Monday, but I always record on Fridays. I'm always in a great mood on a Friday. So it's Great time to record. Right there with you today. Yeah. So. Yes, and you have a birthday coming up next week and you're on vacation. Like seriously. Big, big 30 next week. So oh, dirty yeah. 30. I didn't yep. know that. Yep, yep. 30 next Thursday. So oh my gosh. So in Tiscano tradition, tell us what has happened at your desk when you arrived. So, well, first off, my sister works in the daycare we have and um she was in with my team on getting me here later than normal, which, you know, I just thought she was playing normal. And But anyhow, I walked into a happy birthday sign above my computer, balloons hanging from my chairs, a couple cards, confetti all over my desk also. So it was definitely a pleasant surprise. And, you know, on top of that, had some donuts too. So it's a good Friday morning. I'm telling you, this just makes me want to physically work at the agency all the time. But you missed the most important part. You have this crown thing that oh, was yes, given to yes. you. Oh, yes. Yellow right? crown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yellow crown. It's his happy birthday. I'm actually going to the Pens game on my birthday, and I was told Woo-hoo. I should wear it there. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, while fun. you're talking about penguins, tell us a little bit about your obsession with ice hockey. Go ahead. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Hockey is my passion. Um, I'm the hockey guru around the office, is what I'm referred to as. I have. Gone to four games so far this season, and I have nine more tickets to go to. So, 13 games at least this season could change. Um, but yeah, hockey, hockey's my passion. I do a fantasy hockey league, and I'm the only girl in the league that I'm in. So, <laughs> of course, it's always are. nice when I do good and can toot my own horn because I'm beating guys that are have played hockey in that too. So, oh, that's so awesome. Fun. So. so in traditional Nicole style, I have to know what's the best food at the hockey game. What do you have to have? And do you have like maybe a traditional lucky food that you do or any kind of, you know, thing like so typically that? Typically when I go to the games, I don't typically eat a ton. Oh, I'm like so excited heart. that I just, oh. you know, I just can't eat. But um, there's two <laughs> that I typically, if I am going to eat, uh, it's usually either Nakamas because they have like the hibachi 
there. Mm. I love Nakamba's um, hibachi or we have Quaker Steak and Lube in the arena too. So their oh, wings are pretty yeah. good too. So those are typically the two I go with. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the times I'll just grab like a pretzel and a water and I think the excitement just kind of overtakes me and I just, you know, forget that I need to actually eat food. And Right. Well, I could see you like throwing your food because. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If well. I get excited, <laughs> I would see like nachos and everything flying. So That's probably a good thing funny. I don't eat a ton of food because it would probably be on the people next to me or something. So. So I know you're a huge ice hockey fan and I've been to a couple of games myself now. I'm flyers because I'm on the other side of the state. Please don't hate me. Like everyone oh, out of Toscano, you know, they're I mean, all like Pittsburgh people and I'm like Philadelphia. Sports. I mean, I, I have agents that'll, that'll razz me. They'll be like, Hey, we, we played the Pens last night. What happened to them when they beat us? So, I mean, it's <laughs> not unheard of. I kind of can shrug it off and yeah, I mean, we've had many winning seasons, so I can't complain. So, well, I have to say, you know, like I, I, I love ice hockey too, but there is nothing like watching ice hockey live. And I become like this ridiculous swearing person that I'm normally not like it brings out the violence in you, right? Here, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, would say, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a very violent person, but I mean, I'll be screaming, especially like when not so much at the games, cause I just kind of join in with the crowd, but like at home, because I don't ever miss games. Although I did last night because it was too late of a game. 1030 is just a little too late on a work night. But um, I'm yelling at the refs like, what are you doing? And I mean, I, I'm involved in the game. They can't hear me, obviously, but it's just it's my passion. So, yes, I, I want to come watch you watch a game. Can. <laughs> gladly, gladly. Come, come watch. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. How long have you been here at the Toscano Agency? And maybe some of your previous roles. Yeah. So um, I started here April of 2015. I'd actually been out of college for just a year. Um, I'd gotten my bachelor's in psych um, and worked at a daycare and it was kind of like a temporary job. And then um, Nadine here, actually, who is my neighbor, mentioned, hey, we have an opening in our policy service. Why don't you apply kind of temporary job, see where it goes. And so that's what I did. Um, And I was only in policy service from April till February that following year. And then I accepted a position in personal lines um, as a underwriting trainee. Um, so that's where I started, kind of got some training and then we took the trainee part. So then it was just an assistant underwriter. Um, and then I believe it's like three years ago, I took it on the actual underwriting position. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, personal lines is where I've been majority of my time here and I don't ever plan on leaving this department because that's, it's what I like. So Awesome. That's good. Cause you're like the personal lines queen. Um, <laughs> I love working with you and I know our agents love working with you too. It's filled with so much knowledge and you continue to learn more. And that's the thing that I absolutely love about you. So tell us a little bit more of some of your um, recent accomplishments. Cause you've got some big ones. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say the biggest of all of them was get obtaining my CIC. Um, so I had applied for IANB scholarship that they offered um, after going to their futures conference because I was just like, hey, this might be something worth doing. Um, so I applied December of 2019, found out January of 2020 that I had been accepted and won the scholarship, um, had been in communications. They're like, hey, you have to go all of these meetings live and everything. You have five years to do it. So I was like, okay, you know, one, two a year, try to get it all done. Um, well, then obviously COVID hit. Um, so everything moved online. Um, nothing was in person. And so because they couldn't do it in person, we were then able to do everything online. So in like five months, a little over five months, I completed my CIC um, and got my designation <laughs> by like November of 2020. So 
within a year applying to, to getting the scholarship and doing it I had I'd completed it so um I just I don't know I it was the cove that was the one benefit I thought of COVID was I could focus all my time and energy on it and commit myself to it um but yeah I mean it was a lot it's a lot of a lot of learning a lot of taking time to take the test because you're in class for two days and then it wasn't until the following week you took that test so um basically four or five days of studying and hoping you were going to pass it and then you had to wait right. four to six weeks to find out if you even passed the CI sewer courses so I was then taking other classes before knowing if I passed the previous one so wow it was nerve-wracking to say the least but I mean I'm glad I did it the way I did it so yeah, I would agree. And I know how challenging those classes are. And I have taken one course, this was years ago, um, and I kind of started going down a different path. But I did that and mine was on, um, I think it was life insurance. And I knew nothing about life insurance. I, and, I just did that for my, for like, because you have to each year do a course. And that's what I yes. just did this past year to, to keep up on it. And that was, that was a tough one. Yes, uh, it is. I mean, it's, I feel like that's like almost above my head because some of the terminology and stuff that you have to know is just it's a lot um but I started with the personal lines one Mm -hmm. which I think was smart on my part because it was something I was familiar with so once I kind of got that one under my belt and I felt the test was pretty easy it gave me a little bit more of a confidence even doing other classes that I didn't know um but like a lot of the commercial stuff some of it's in a way similar to what we do in personal lines, just different forms and wording, right. um, essentially. So I think it, the way I did it, it kind of helped that I started with something I was familiar with instead of jumping into something I knew nothing about. Right, exactly. But I I had it in person and I had to go to a hotel that was an hour away. And, you know, it just made for a super long day. Mm-hmm. I think it's so great that you're able to do it virtually because yeah, you can like pause and stop and like, you know. Yeah. Just- yeah. And that, that was the thing. I mean, they were long days because I was sitting at a computer from like eight to five thirty, basically. So they did make for long days, but it was kind of nice that I could I was in my bedroom or I was the one class. It was so nice. I got to sit outside and take my class. So it was like nice that I could change where I was sitting to take a class and wasn't stuck in a room. The the only thing I've told Ryan here, he's actually taking his CIC classes. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, But I told him the only the only downfall that I felt is like I feel people are less likely to ask questions Um, Mm -hmm. in a course like that, as opposed to in person or I feel like an instructor is going to pick up and be like hey you look confused what's going on so that was the only like downfall like I was hesitant to ask questions because I didn't like by the time they'd read it we'd be two or three pages ahead of where that question was from so that was the only downfall but I mean I'm hoping at some point to be able to to do an in-person class but for for now though online has definitely totally worked for me yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, such a great accomplishment. You just really got it done. That's, that's great. Yeah. They gave you five years. You're like, yeah, I'll take yeah. five months. Five, you know. months. five years, <laughs> five months, five days. I mean, they're all, they're all the same. Right? <laughs> so another thing that you were just working on, you were chosen for a specific class. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, AIG, which is one of our high carrier uh, markets, which is one of my high values or my babies, but um. Uh, they have a a class where you can learn more about the high value product and 
I mean, the class is typically geared toward more toward the retail agents. So it was more like them working with customers and that. Um, but it gave me a lot of insight on like questions that I can be prompting my our agents to ask their insureds that that maybe I wasn't thinking about like E and O exposures and hey, do you have workers inside your home or um, are you on any boards? Are you on any charity? Like there's a lot of stuff that I didn't even think to ask that we should have been asking. Um, and it was a lot of a lot of learning, but there was we were put into groups. So there was people from all over the United States um, that I got to interact with. And um, I mean, I'm connected to most of them on LinkedIn. I have a handful of their numbers. So it's kind of nice. Um, but like we could bounce each other's ideas off of each other. And then like I would explain like oh, I'm, a, I'm with the GA. I'm not a retail agent. Um, so my my side of it is a little bit different, but I came it gave me insight of what they're dealing with and what we what we our agents are also dealing with. Um, but yeah, it covered your main lines to so your home, your autos, your umbrellas, your collections, um, touched on watercrafts and everything. So it was basically the whole package. But I mean, it was it was definitely beneficial. I, I definitely enjoyed it and got a lot, a lot out of it. So. Awesome. And you know, that is so helpful. Now I've been on the retail side before, but to have an underwriter who understands the things that you have to gather from somebody, not, oh yes, I need you to complete everything on this form, but kind of gets, you know, an inside insider's view on what that agent has to go through to gather information from these high value home clients and how you can provide some things to help them and resources to help them to ask the right questions that they might not even be thinking of. So that's a really awesome opportunity to have on this side as an yes. underwriter versus, you know. Being yeah. I mean, and it also like brought to my attention, like stuff that I didn't even realize, like that our high value carriers offer. Like if you have a high end car, instead of getting your just aftermarket products, AIG and Chubb products like that, they'll offer you can get the name brand products, stuff like that. So right. um, things like that, or you can have that you can pick your own lawyer or your own mechanic. You don't have to just go to whoever the, the company appoints and it, like stuff like that. I didn't even, I had never had to know that information because I never came yeah. across that. So like just little added things that I, you know, I knew some of the product, but there was still a lot of the product that I didn't even realize was a part of it. So yeah. um, definitely, definitely has been helpful. Um, I definitely was glad that I did it. They offer usually like every every couple of months we do where any of the alumni from that um, that group can sit in on like podcast and um, like the one we did, um, I believe it was in November was on fine arts and that and mm-hmm. the how like and it was they actually had like somebody that does the collections come in and speak of how they do the values and um, everything like that. So it was definitely it was it was cool. I definitely found it beneficial um, and taking that class and learning more about the the product that I'm very passionate about. Awesome. That's really good. So speaking of passions, I know you're passionate about hockey, but tell us a little bit more about, about you and how maybe a passion relates back to your career. Mm, that's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. trying to think, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm passionate about being a people person. I always like to make mm-hmm. sure everyone is happy and they're uh, and satisfied and I, I feel like that relates back to work like I want all of our agents to be happy with the service we're providing or even if it's just a simple question as to hey do you write whatever it may be and I, I want them to be like oh hey that was a really great conversation like I, an example was yesterday I had somebody call and said hey I have an inland marine 
valued at like four hundred thousand dollars. And I we kind of got to talking, and I told him what options I had. But I would my question was like, you know, I, I think something better suited for your insured might be high valued product. Like it's just asking the right questions, making sure they're they're helpful. And by the time we were done with that conversation, he said, I'm I'm so thankful that I called you and we had this discussion because I didn't even think of a high valued market. I was just thinking monoline and marine. So something as simple as that. I, I don't know. I just I'm passionate about making sure people are getting what they need and want. Yes. And you're so knowledgeable. You have so many unique solutions. And I know that you're involved. You're on a bowling league. You're on your alumni association. You love going to hockey and you have fantasy hockey league, all these things that you're involved in. You're surrounded by people and it shows because you love to talk. You love to help others and solve problems. I even called you several times for my own weird things that I've got going on in my own life for my real estate. I'm like, Carrie, you know, I've been in this industry for 17 years. What do you think? And you come up with all these solutions. And I'm just like, oh, I never would have thought of that. So it's true. It's totally true. And it comes out. Um, anytime someone has a conversation with you, that's for sure. Yeah. And so, honestly, before I came here, I wasn't a very like outgoing person. I was very introvert. And I, to a point, I'm still introverted, but I, I feel this job has really brought me out of my shell. Like I'm more willing to talk to people. I'm not mm-hmm. as afraid to answer a phone call and stuff. So, I mean, it definitely has brought a better side of me out being here too. So it's great to see um, people grow and, and change in their roles here at Toscano. And that's just part of our culture and the the way that we operate. And I love that. That's one of the things I absolutely love about this organization. So we know a bit about your personal interests already. You shared that with us, but um, we went through educational achievements. Do you have any kind of future goals that you want to share anything you're working on or thinking about? Yeah, so I mean, I have a couple. So I've actually done most of USLI's products that they offer. So I'm actually doing their Master of Sales program that they offer now, um, which involves reading a book, which I still need to read. Um, And then there was going to be a virtual conference, but obviously with COVID and that, they're likely going to have that um, or in-person conference. They're now actually going to make that virtual um, and likely going to release that later this year. And then um, a larger LinkedIn product, like a project basically. So that's uh, something I have in the works. I'm also since last year, been trying to work on the CPCU. It's just hard finding the time um, with that one. It like, if I have time at work, I'll sit and read some, but it's like to go home and try to read more after a busy day at work. It's the last thing on my mind. So that, that's just me needing to commit more to it. Um, so that's hopeful this year to hopefully get at least a couple of those under my belt. But those are the two bigger bigger ones that I'm working on currently. Awesome. All right, let's go a little bit deeper into what comes across your desk because you see all kinds of things. So so what are you seeing most? What's what's exciting you? What's what's going on? All right. So what excites me is high value obviously because I've you know <laughs> talked about those a couple of times already. But those are those are my what excites me the most. And I, I just like those accounts because I get the most out of them. I'm seeing a the whole picture. I'm not seeing like, oh here's an umbrella. These are the couple of things they have and not knowing much more than that. Um, so that's, I like those just because I get the whole picture, but you know, I also see your, your standard homeowners and your Airbnbs and your condos and motorcycles and collector vehicles and umbrellas and, um, CPLs, excess CPLs, you name it. It's probably coming across my desk, mobile homes. I forgot about those too. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a wide range. Um, a lot of homeowners and dwellings I feel are the bigger, bigger ones and umbrellas, but I mean, I've gotten travel trailers. I've gotten uh, motorhomes, travel insurance. So, I mean, it, each, day, each day is different. Different times of the year are more 
um, prominent than other like boats are more common more so in like the summer and fall um, but I mean I still get boats in February so I mean it's not unheard of but yeah I mean anything we write in personal lines usually I'm seeing it at some point gotcha yeah so our personal line team absolutely rocks everything's direct build if people didn't know that the only thing we don't really focus on there is private passenger auto unless it's collector vehicle or part of that high value package um, so you mentioned several times how much you like working on high value packages. And I think that's awesome. So do you have any kind of advice that you want to share with agents when they're working on those types of accounts? Certain info they should be gathering. Is there a certain app you want or anything you want to share to bring some awareness as to something that can help them when they're working on those types of risks? I mean, so as far as applications, I just need your general cord applications. Um, Or if you have a very detailed deck page, that's going to give me all the information I need along with like dates of births. And if there's alarms and stuff like that, I can work from deck pages to at least get indications for people. Um, But I would say a cord application is going to be the easiest to get to me. Um, I mean, a lot of it, I always feel like the high value, it's, it's easier to call and discuss them with me up front yeah. to see if I can help you. Cause obviously with high value, our carriers, they don't want risks that have a bunch of claims and, um, uninsured for extended amounts of time. So, I mean, I always feel like those ones, because there, there is a lot involved, it's better to call and talk them out first. So I can make sure it's going to be a fit for our carriers and you're not wasting time just sending apps to me. Right. Um, type of thing. So, I mean, I just, I feel, call me, that's going to be the yeah. best way. And then we can discuss more of what I'm going to need, what our options are, stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, like I said, a court apps, if you don't want to call me, is going to be the best thing to send to me and just kind of give me as much detail as possible. Um, because that's going to give me the the best way to quote it and everything. So Definitely. You know, the thing I love, you know, I call you for things all of the time and we do, we see risks with people who they have high value homes and they're not the prettiest and the updates aren't done or there's been a dog bite or something has happened. I love that Carrie explains, okay, it's not going to fit with this one. It's not going to fit with that one, but we do have non-standard carriers or non-admitted carriers that can help with some of these sticky situations. So I love, love, love that we're able to do that. So I like asking this question to all underwriters that I talk to on the podcast. Tell me the craziest risk that you have worked on, whether it was strange construction, just lots of drama, like what was so I mean, so honestly, yeah, so honestly, the one, and this is actually a more recent one, um, was an account with 22 mobile homes um, in Delaware. So um, it was a lot of work because they wanted specific coverages and it was a constant like, well, hey, actually they want this updated and that updated. So I had to make sure all 20, I think it was 21, it ended up with all 21 had the correct coverages the the right deductibles and I mean we did get the account but it was a it was a lot of work because there was a lot involved with it um 21 units is a lot and I had to you know make sure the values are right and then there are all the serial numbers and the makes and models and and everything so I mean it gave me a lot of detail on them but it was it was tedious um so that's definitely one that's probably gonna stay in the back of my mind for a while because it just yeah. it was a lot I mean but I like I said I learned a lot from it because there was so much involved and 
and everything. You really do it all, Carrie. Like it just blows my mind. So you have with the mobile home park in personal lines. Yeah. Like you guys can do builders' risks in personal lines. Like you can help if there's a home that's under renovation and a business name in personal yep. lines. Like there's so much you can do. So yep. it is definitely worth agents to reach out and have a phone call with you because you could do some crazy stuff. And yep. you're so wonderful to work with. So call Thank Carrie you. first. Thank you. I that. <laughs> So do you kind of already went through some sweet spots with us, crazy risk, everything. Is there anything else you want to bring mention or just make sure that agents know when they are working with you on risks? What's, um, I what's was like going to say, advice? yeah, builder's risk is another one I wanted to touch on. That's another one that I enjoy doing. I mean, we can do anything from ground up construction to, uh, to ones that they're adding a level to a current home to just a full gut inside to re- redesign it type of thing. So um, and we can even do ones with the insured doing some of the work. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it always seems like it shouldn't be in personal lines, but, um, we do have carriers that are able to, to consider those. So that's another area that I enjoy along with the high valued homes. Awesome. All right, Carrie. Well, thanks for taking the time yeah. to talk with me today. And, uh, I hope that your birthday is absolutely wonderful. Thank next you. Week. Thank you. I appreciate your time that. off. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And I'm on the roll.